to the Friday, August 18th edition of the High Stakes Fantasy Advantage Podcast. Yep, the band's back together again today. I'm the lead vocalist, Greg Ambrosius, along with my sidekicks, Tom Kesenick and Derek Butcher. We're not Paul, John, Ringo, and George, but I guess we'll do. Tom, what instrument do you play anyways? By the way, that reference, I know it's the Beatles and it's a classic, but it's a little dated, you know. Oh, you don't think our audience know who the Beatles are? Not sure. It's, you know, who knows? What instrument do you play? I play no instruments. I don't sing or anything. I just, I just, I yell a lot. I'll I'll be in the background swearing. Derek, you look like the drummer, right? You look like a mad But if I have to pick lead guitar. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, drummer, uh, pick a banjo. Either way is fine. (laughs) I like it. I like it. All right, guys. Last night we saw three interesting games. We're going to talk about them today, but uh, we also have one game tonight of interest. That's the Vikings traveling to Seattle. Derek, the Packers open up against Seattle at home, so good luck there. Uh, we got nine games on Saturday, two on Sunday, one on Monday, so that's five straight days of preseason football. I think all fantasy owners should watch them, get, get a little scouting in. All right, Derek, let's start with the Vikings tonight. What are you looking to see for? What are you looking for tonight? Well, first of all, uh, again, we got to see how this offensive line is going to do. That's the foremost question in every Vikings fan mind, especially going up against this Seattle front. Uh, I got a feeling they'll play a couple series. So that's one thing we obviously need to take care of is the offensive line. So I want to see how that plays. You know, how that plays out. I want to see Delvin Cook involved in the passing game again. And I want to see Sammy Bradford take some shots down the field, push the ball a little bit against his Seattle secondary and see how that goes. Last year, his, you know, YPA was very low. Um, bottom half of the league. So uh, I think the full receiving core is intact, and even Michael Floyd will get to play before the suspension hits to start the year. So that's the the things I'm looking for. And then being that it's a late game, um, you know, I'll probably try and stay up and watch the inevitable Blair Walsh 27-yard game-winning field goal, uh, which he was obviously not able to do as a Viking against the Seahawks two years ago in the playoffs. All right, Tom, we have 12 other games on the weekend. What are you looking for? What are you scouting for this weekend? Well, I mean, uh, with the game tonight, I'm, I'm interested to see how Eddie Lacy looks yep. in Seattle. That'll be interesting. As far as the weekend games, uh, I, I want to see, you know, Deshaun Watson, if he can keep playing well and keep that hold on the style quarterback job in Houston. I'd like to see a little more from Todd Gurley. I didn't think he was all that impressive in the first game, so let's see a little more from him. He actually crept into the top 20 yeah. in two of our Rotowire Online Championship drafts last night, so people are getting excited about him. Let's see some production to back that up. And with the Packers, you know, Jamal Williams. Yeah. He's going to get a big opportunity here with Ty Montgomery not expected to play. Yeah. So let's see if he can be a legitimate running back at this level. Yeah, I wonder if I'm going to regret not taking Gurley at that turn 2-3. I, you know, you take David Johnson yeah. first, you're fine. I, I wouldn't lose, I wouldn't sweat over a running back pick yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. Yeah, I think you're okay. 
Yeah, but he is quite, uh, creeping up. I did notice that yep. as well. And like you said, 20th last night. All right, uh, sounds good. Okay, this is the second preseason game. So starting quarterbacks like Rodgers isn't going to play. They're going to play a little bit in the third game. Uh, I hope the NFL, and then the fourth game's useless, right? The fourth preseason game's useless. useless. It's guys who are making the roster the 53rd spot and stuff, but useless. But I do want you to know, Season ticket holders get charged the same amount for that fourth game as they do the first game of the regular season, all right? Yep. They get charged the same for the all four preseason games, and you can make the argument that all four of them are kind of pointless. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, I took my daughter there last week, yeah. and I did not tell her that Rodgers wasn't playing. She was just couldn't believe that he wasn't playing at least the first series, you know? So you take your, your kids there, and they love the atmosphere. But could we at least see Rodgers for one series? He's standing on the sidelines. He was in pregame warm-ups. They said they didn't expect him to have his uniform on for pregame warm-ups, but he did. There you go. So we got that. We got that going for us. All right. right, Let's talk about uh, last night's games, if we can, because there were some interesting notes, no doubt about it. Uh, First of all, let's lead off with Blake Bortles. He sucked. Yeah. He sucked last night. I mean, he was terrible. I was watching it and just going, I couldn't believe he missed so many easy throws. And that affects Allen Robinson, without a doubt. I mean, he got targeted eight times last night. He caught four of them. Now, 50% in baseball is pretty good. But not when you're playing catch football. So, uh, I mean, Boris QB, 21 he is. ADP is 184. This is a guy who might not have a job on opening day. He's playing like a guy whose confidence is shot completely, and and I think that's what's happened here. I'm I'm not on Allen Robinson. I think he's being overdrafted. Going in the third round, there's not a chance in hell I'm taking him there. Even if Chad Haney comes in there, I don't see that changing anything. They want to run the football with Aaron Fournette. So that's going to be their identity. I'm really not into any of the receivers there. But, yeah, Blake Bortles in particular – it's really too bad because a couple of years ago, this is a guy who looked like he had promise for the future. The Jaguars were building everything around yeah. him, and it's gone now. He's done. He's, he's a punch-drunk fighter you know, who can barely handle a standing eight count. Yeah, I know, I know, Derek, you feel the same way. You're shaking your head for sure, and you know it. But, uh, you know, they were talking about it last night. They were trying to change his throwing motion because he had the Tim Tebow throwing motion. Yeah. He hooked that thing yeah. way down and came up. You know, like I say, it's like a bowler getting a running start. You know, <laughs> you, you can do that when you're with the guys drinking, but you can't do that in league play. And that's the thing with, with Bortles. They're trying to change his motion, but he has no arm strength when he doesn't loop that. So, Derek, I mean, I'm staying away. I'm sure you are, too. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think Tom hit the nail right on the head there. I mean, my sentiments are Lenny Fournette, and let's forget the rest of the Jaguars this year. Yeah. Nope. Don't want any part of him. So, we'll see what happens there. But uh, he's on thin ice right now, and, and rightfully so. And that's going to affect these guys. I mean, again, Fournette, if he doesn't have a quarterback back there, although Henny looked Halfway decent, I would definitely. I, I think I don't think any yeah. it negatively impacts okay. Fournette too much because again, it's volume for Fournette. They yeah. want to use him in yeah. the passing game. Yeah. I think he'll be fine. I'm not worried about him. It's Allen Robinson who I want nothing to do with. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about another quarterback, and that was Tyrod Taylor last night in the Bills. He did not look good as well. Eight of 18, 53 yards. He had two interceptions. Now one was a deflection. The second one was just a terrible pass. Right away. Sean McDermott said there might be, you know, they're going to look at the quarterbacks, they're going to play it out. Then he corrected himself because he got a little backlash, I think, from the veterans who were like, wow, you're going to drop him as starter after the second preseason game. But, uh, you know, again, Tyrod Taylor, he's quarterback 19, he's going around 180. 
I mean, heck, his rookie quarterback, this Nathan Peterman, seems to be getting more reps, and they like him an awful lot. I mean, he's a backup quarterback in fantasy. Do you want any part of him? No. No, yeah. I didn't want any part of him before. I'm not a fan. They seem to be stockpiling draft picks so yeah. they don't get their guy next year. Yeah. That ought to tell you what they think about Tyrod Taylor. His first interception, the tip, he just threw that into the arms of a big guy. I mean, he's a, he's a shorter quarterback, yeah. so he didn't get the ball with enough loft. He's, I'm not impressed. I don't like their passing game. The only person on that offense I would have any real interest in is, is LeChuck. Yeah, shady. And Derek, he did actually look pretty good. He bounced a couple of runs out. But again, if they don't have good quarterback plays, it'd be tough for Shady. But he's got to carry the load here. Without Watkins there, yeah, Matthews is there. But I mean, Shady's got to carry the load, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like you mentioned, Tyrod Taylor, he's a backup quarterback for fantasy. Um, if he's your number two, he's going to have a couple of big games this year just based on his legs. But uh, he's nothing more than that. But you're right. It's, it's Shady, Shady, and a whole lot of Shady. You know, one thing I thought we learned from last night was that Tampa Bay may be as good as advertised. I mean, we've all been saying they got a lot of weapons on offense, and man, they looked good last night. Last week, they marched right down the field and scored on the first possession. They did the same thing last night, got the second possession, marched right down the field. They settled for a couple of field goals, but Jameis Winston looked pretty good. And the reason is, he's got a lot of targets. DJX adds an awful lot yeah. to that offense. O.J. Howard looked pretty darn good last night. I mean... That's an impressive offense right now. They better score points because they can't kick. Yeah. That's right. Nick Folk didn't get, he isn't looking good. And they cut Aguayo, obviously, it was terrible. It's they, the Aguayo had, had hung over there. Any, yeah. kicker, any kicker that comes in they, now. You better get that fixed because yeah. their offense is going to move up and down the field yeah. all the time, especially yeah. in the passing game. Yeah. They can throw it. They've got, like you say, a lot of weapons there. I like Winston a lot. I like all the weapons. Doug Martin looked good. I'm sure not buying this whole. When he comes back from the suspension, yeah. he might not be the start. He's their best running Without back. Without a doubt. I mean, he's, he just is. So he's yeah. the guy. Don't worry about, you know, if you drafted him, handling the three-game suspension. Quiz Rogers will fill in, but he's not taking that job. Derek, as a player, you know when you're drafting Doug Martin, you're losing three games from him. But this is a guy who could make a difference. It's every other year with this guy. <laughs> but, I mean, he really did look good last night. He bounced that one outside for the touchdown. I like him. I think you can get him at around 64, 65. And, you know, again, for the playoff where the big money's won, this guy could come through for you. Yeah, absolutely. Like you mentioned, you just got to get over that three-game hump, which you can fill in with Quiz or a Terrence West or somebody like that. So I don't have a problem taking him at or even a little before that ADP that you mentioned around 64, 65. Again, it's about, you know, getting through those first three games, getting into the playoffs, and then having him healthy for weeks 14 through 16. And I do think Tampa has a pretty nice schedule. Um, at the end of this season. I'll give Thomas props. He said he was on DJX, and uh, after watching last night's game, I can see why. I mean, he's going to fit in that. He's not just the deep threat. He was. They even ran a reverse with him, which he's always very good at and stuff, but I, th I think he adds an awful lot. That was one thing they were missing last year was that deep threat, and now with two good tight ends, this could be a really good offense. Let's talk about Miami, because it was the debut of Jay Cutler. Boy, he sure looked good in that turquoise, didn't he? They looked like Jay Cutler. He looked like Jay Cutler. The, the takeaways that I got here are he was targeting Devontae Parker yeah. a lot. Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on. When he threw the ball into double coverage for Devontae Parker, that's like that's what you want to see because that's what he would do with Marshall and Jeffrey. He yeah. didn't care. He was just going to force the ball to those guys. Yeah. So that could happen. It's not good for Jarvis Landry, yeah. which we talked about. I was also, the second play of the game, they come out and throw a pass to Jay Ajayi. I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> Like they would never throw the ball at J.H.I., so if this is going to happen, that's a good thing. 
Yeah. You know, so I thought there were some encouraging things except for Jarvis Landry. Yeah, there you go. So he called Devontae Parker a faster Alshon. Okay. I mean, he already likes him. And we said that this week, right? We said yeah. he's, at, yep. you know, he Parker is Jeffrey. It's the kind of guy that he likes. Jarvis Landry is more, you know, dink and dunk maybe. Yep. And then, and he doesn't like that type he's of player. Not a good so, intermediate passer. Yeah, you know, Derek, I got Landry at 48 in that host league and seemed like value, but maybe this is why, right? Yeah, again, one of the picks I wouldn't have made there, but uh, we'll see We'll see how it plays out. It's still early. Uh, he is going to have to throw the ball to people other than uh, Parker, so that there is going to be some balls to go around. All right, let's talk about the Eagles a little bit then, all right? We've got Jeffrey there. He made his you know debut with Wentz. Uh, he caught two passes, 23 yards. Wentz was 6-9 for 56. He wasn't as sharp as he was against Green Bay, but he did lead the nice 65-yard drive under third possession. Of course, it ended with LeGarrette Blunt fumbling the ball. He had, what did he have, five carries for eight yards last night in the fumble. In two games, he's had nine carries for 17 yards. He's missed a lot of practices. Not going well. Is this a guy who only excels in New England? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. look at his career. He's not been good anywhere else. Yeah. He failed in Tampa. He failed in Pittsburgh for a lot of reasons. <laughs> and then he rejuvenated himself where everybody rejuvenates yeah. themselves in New England under Belichick. Yeah. I, their running game is bad. Yeah. They got issues. That, that's one of the reasons I like Carson Wentz, because I think his arm could fall off this year. <laughs> well, probably do. But, I mean, their best running back right now might be Corey Clement, yeah. who... Was undrafted. We yeah. know him. He's a former Badger. Absolutely. But I don't think he's a starter in the NFL. I mean, yeah. certainly when they get scrolls there, that adds an element. But again, more in the passing game. So yeah. they got issues. Yeah, you, you agree, right, Derek? Yeah, they do. Uh, LeGarrette, I think our NFC drafters are, are pretty wise to the fact that Legarrette Blunt is only good as a Patriot. I mean, anybody. I mean, his draft position is is well down. I think it's in the second half. It might be around eleven, twelve at this point. Um, anyone expecting, you know, the eighteen touchdowns he got last year is going to be, or anywhere close to that, is going to be sorely saddened. Uh, I put the over under at six. You know, a third of the eighteen he got last year, and that and that's assuming he can even keep the job. Speaking of having issues, uh, the Ravens are going to have issues if Joe Flacco isn't the quarterback. Uh, they can spin this any way they want, but Ryan Mallett is not an NFL quarterback, and he did not look good last night. That hurts the whole offense. Terrence West had six carries for two yards last night. I think I could have done that. Uh, anything on this Ravens team you can take away positively? Not right now. No, not until they get Flacco back out there and they need him. And yeah, Flacco's not great. Yeah, but that shows you how bad Ryan Mallett is. That they need Joe Flacco. I agree. If, he, if he's not out there, they got a good defense. But if Flacco's not out there, their offense is going to be a, a wasteland. Yeah, Derek, you and Tom were watching a lot of drafts last night. You saw a couple of interesting things happen last night. I want you to tell us what you saw. Yeah, and one of the cut lines I was watching, Antonio Brown actually usurped uh, Le'Veon Bell in the number two spot. I've actually seen that happen uh, a couple of times lately. I don't, I don't know that it's a trend, but uh, it's something worth uh, watching as we move forward. And then in the online, I was, I was watching uh, Lashawn McCoy was taken fourth overall. I don't know that I've seen him go that high at all. And then on the turn, um, twelve thirteen turn, Brandon Cooks and um, Demarco Murray were taken there, both you know four, five, six spots above above where they're going. Um, we had a run on quarterbacks early last night, the elite guys, which I've mentioned. Uh, Rodgers went 2-12, Brady 3-2, and then Breeze 4-6. And then we didn't see another quarterback come off the board until right, right at the end of about the seventh round, Russell Wilson went, and then a bunch in the eighth. 
Um, also, Amari Cooper fell into the third round, pick uh, pick one in the third round. And then my guy, Delvin Cook, seemed to be falling back down draft boards last night for whatever reason. He went uh, 45th and 46th in two of the drafts. So just some interesting little tidbits we can watch moving forward as we move into this weekend. Yeah, it's interesting to see Antonio Brown go second ahead of Lev Bell. We're probably not going to see Lev Bell during no preseason. He's going to show up about a week before opening. You know, and I agree. I agree. I don't think it's a big deal either, but uh, interesting. All right. It should be a busy, busy weekend of NFFC drafts for sure. We had three online championships last night, Rotowire online championships. I mean, we have not seen it in August like this before. We had three on Monday, two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, three last night. I mean, Tom, it. It's good. We've been doing this a long time. We're going to be over a thousand teams this weekend, and uh, we are headed towards a sellout, and then some. Yeah, just in that context. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 been great. Everything's selling out. You know, this is the time of the year when everybody wants to draft, and we've got plenty of great options. We got that. We've got our cut line contest. We've got yeah. satellite leagues. Yeah. We still got the big ones, prime times and classics. So if you want to win some real big money, you can come do that. If you can't make it live in New York or Las Vegas, you can come online and do it. But ideally. You're coming to Las Vegas and New York and drafting live because there is nothing better Absolutely. than a live event experience, especially the way we do it and the prizes you can win. Yeah, we've had more than 20 signups for the primetime and the classic the last two days. It's just been picking up all over the place. And not only that, but tonight is the home opener for the Iola Scandinavia Thunderbirds. Yeah, my boy's playing tonight. So there we go. High school football on Fridays, guys. Right, Derek? you got to love it. Love it. Good luck. Yep, definitely. So, all right, go T-Birds tonight. But uh, we're going to see you next week. We'll start another podcast on Monday, all right? We're going to have a busy, busy weekend of drafts and such like that. Always send in your questions, topics you want us to discuss on Twitter, at HSFAPod. We'll answer all your questions going forward. But I'll tell you what, have a great weekend, everybody. Draft a lot of good NFFC teams, and we'll see you on Monday.